It's time for the Librarians After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We have another double episodes. We are talking season four, episode three, and season four, episode four. Stick around. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello and welcome to the Librarians After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. If you haven't already, go to YouTube.com, look for AfterBuzz TV's sci-fi fantasy and superhero channel, subscribe there. I am your host, Yell Teagle. I am joined on this very special day. It is our Christmas special, I guess. Um, I'm joined by Shay. Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm on the librarians. I'm super excited. Hey, guys, you can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm happy to be here with y'all because I haven't actually done a show with her, so this is awesome. This is awesome. We're talking Librarians Season 4, Episode 3, and The Christmas Thieves, Season 4, Episode 4, and The Silver Screen. Uh, This is very exciting. Um, Fun fact for people who don't know this, I hate Christmas. Um, So an idea of a thieves giving sounds beautiful. Why do you hate... I need to understand, why do you hate Christmas? Uh... Christmas is a day where nothing occurs and I don't do anything. It's just a day. We'll talk about that later. Uh, I'm happy to explain on Twitter. I'm Jewish. Anyway. Oh. So, um, let's talk about And the Christmas Thieves, which I discovered was directed by Mr. Noah Wiley, um, which is hilarious because the next episode, And the Silver Screen, was written by Noah Wiley. He was busy. He was very busy. Busy, busy man. Um, but this episode, The Christmas Thieves, I really like the idea of, th- of, of Thanksgiving. Not like that we should be stealing from people. I obviously don't like that idea. But I like the idea that this is a thing. I want to know if it's real. I feel like if you are a thief, <laughs> it could work. I feel, like, I feel like maybe that is something that could happen. Because technically, the patron saint, uh, the patron saint of thieves' names is Nicholas. Mm. So... so yeah, so people last time were like, St. Nicholas is the patron saint of thieves. But from what I understand from watching Adam Ruins Everything, which is a great show and very educational, <laughs> is that that's not what St. Nicholas, who turned into the idea of Santa Claus, is. He was the patron saint of children and gifts or something like that. And hmm. maybe also prostitutes. Something like that. Children and prostitutes, that's, you know. Hey, you gotta do he's what you gotta trying do. to protect people. Mag- yep. The people who need protection. Anyway. Okay, I'll, I'll grant you that. <laughs> Thank you. For that statement, yeah, I'll grant Thanks. it. Um, but so, uh, I, people, I was wrong last week. I, I'm going to be real honest when it comes to saints and patron saints and, you know, all that stuff. I'm going to be wrong a lot of the times, especially if it has to do with Christmas. I'm going to be like, I don't know. Um, but we got to meet Joan's family. I know, which is awesome. So I appreciate that it was like blatantly pointed out that he was adopted because <laughs> I went, I saw that woman and went, she's not his mother. That's not Well, a thing. all of them were technically adopted. All right. four of them were adopted by her. And for a thief yeah. named Lenore, you gave all your children gospel, biblical yep. names. Can we talk about yeah. that for a second? I thought though? that was so great. I think it's so wonderful was, that she gave them. I, but the women, were, it was hope and charity. And mercy. And mercy. Have the black one be mercy. Go ahead. Because like, <laughs> like she, had that, she had that face expression when she was like, I, I'm going to grant you mercy by not hitting you today. <laughs> I really like that that's how she went with the names. I also was thinking about this adoption process. <laughs> and I don't believe that I, 
There's no evidence to support my statements here. I don't believe that she legally adopted them. I think that she found some kids on the street and was like, you're my child now. <laughs> I'm your mama. I mean, maybe Australian legalities are very different than Americans. She, I don't think I don't think in that or she, sense. Like, she had somebody fake the papers. That could also happen. Oh, I'm sure happen. she knows a forger. Yeah. Right? I feel like it was a really great, um, the whole idea of, Ezekiel's family and then we had that great moment in the heist when he's doing the lasers and I saw I think Dean Devlin tweeted that that was for all the leverage fans I was just uh, first of all Dean Devlin if you're watching thank you for leverage you changed my life <laughs> because the show's amazing and I miss it so much but like for I love the fact that he was a black sheep in a black like he said I'm, yeah. the, I'm the black sheep of the black sheeps yeah. of thieves and the fact that your mother doesn't know how much a Fabergé egg costs, something is wrong with their, her thieving knowledge for Thank me. Thank you. I was like, what terrible thieves if they... Because he like points out like y- your thieving level. <laughs> it's like the trashy thieving level. We, <laughs> we, we take crap. Trash yeah. But, but he's like, there's art, people. <laughs> art is worth $35 million. Yeah. So I really appreciated seeing his family and learning more about his backstory because he is one of the most fun characters. Um, And there were moments, though, when he was being dumb. When he, like, when, first of all, when he was like, all you have to do is not say my name. I was like, no, all she has to do is shut her mouth completely. (laughs) That woman should not say a word because she's going to mess this up. Which she did. Of course she did. (laughs) Oh, I wanted to kill her. (laughs) I was like, all I asked you, I asked you one, I asked you one favor out of probably my life. Don't say my name. Yeah. I love that she that that he is this big deal and she has no idea. Yeah, she's like we don't I don't know who you are. Like you like honey, you sold an egg. A fan, <laughs> like a fancy like little Christmassy like colorful <laughs> egg, okay. But lady, it's worth thirty five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Like legit is like white trash thievery. Yeah. <laughs> and in his like in his amazement though, I was surprised. Like and she I love how she stole the door. Mm-hmm. And then went to steal people's Christmas presents. Like mm. it, the, the the story ended out being very Grinch-like, where she stole the presents and had to return them, and that she realized how much she loved giving back, and blah blah blah. Yes, I've seen the Grinch. I loved it until his heart grew. <laughs> what? It was great. The Grinch was great until his heart grows, and he's like, Mom, Christmas." Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, there was a really amazing Doctor Who reference that cannot go ignored when she steps through the the um, magic door the first time and says, our shed is bigger on the inside. Yeah, I caught that Doctor Who reference. I laughed. I shouted Doctor Who reference. <laughs> and I made a note because I did not want to miss it. Um, we also got to meet Santa's brother. Yes. So I last week made a big stink about continuity and how we establish who Santa is. And that we better either see him or not see him. And if we see him, it better be Bruce Campbell. So the fact that we did not see him and establish that it is the same Santa, but he has a brother, I accept. I accept this continuity. He went on vacation. We will get to vacation. Um, But we get to meet his brother, played by Steven Weber, who was... I love Phenomenal. Yeah. It was great. It was fantastic. And then the, the, he returns to his petulant child form at the end. It was so cute. Because in true form, most blowhards, like Jenkins says, are a petulant, scared little boy. <laughs> yeah, it felt very accurate. Yeah. Yes, we appreciate the irony. <laughs> so the Bank of Thieves. I so loved it. I love the fact that it was a chess table that you had to do the combination to get in. And the fact that it said maintain the honor. Mm-hmm. 
Which in a bank of thieves, honor amongst thieves is the like the yeah. only bank you can have. I I agree. The chessboard entrance was very cool. Um, I think I was thinking about it after Ezekiel got us in. I went. Cassandra could have figured it out. Like she would have <laughs> figured it out. You know. <laughs> okay, I got this. <laughs> It's my favorite thing she does. I know. <laughs> um, so we get into the bank. We get a really fun heist. We see our team pulling basically a leverage. Yes. Right? Where they're stealing the wallet and passing the wallet. And then they got to go. And they got to go through the lasers. And they hit the button. And then they go. And they have to slide it in. <sighs> I was just thank you so much Dean because like you because ha- you have obviously you have Mr. Elliot Kane as Mr. Mm. Jacob Stone so like you know it- Christian Kane well his name's Christian, Christian Kane I know yeah I just like saying his because his character's names are so sexy they're just not fair to have so sexy names and be that good looking <laughs> all right so <laughs> move it on um so though Stephen Weber Santa's brother um his whole goal in life is to steal the sleigh or to be given the sleigh once it's stolen um, to take down his brother, and I, I wanted to see the brothers have an interaction, you know. Oh, I, wanted, have been dope. I wanted Santa to be like, okay, here's <laughs> what's happening, because the way that we resolved it, as much as I appreciated it, with the letter and Jenkins coming through, I would have really liked to see, well, not just Bruce Campbell return, but I would have liked to see an interaction between the brothers. I mean, well, maybe next person we'll see one because he might still be a little boy. Mm. So we can hope for that. But I want to see Steven Weber. <laughs> Life is so hard. I have so many requests. <laughs> um, so that was our Christmas adventure. Um, but we got also our, you know, our guardian and the librarian. Um, they went on vacation with Santa. Um, what yeah. did you think of this whole vacation concept? I thought they were in Bora Bora. Uh, okay. Um, just like the white beach. It was just like, it seemed like that's what Bora Bora is. I don't know. Like, <laughs> no, for like, all the pictures I've ever seen of Bora Bora, it's like white beaches, clear blue water. Like, and that's where I'm getting the vibes from. Sure. <laughs> I was just like, for the first time, we had to see like her, like them solve a problem on their own, which is, you appreciate it once On their in a while. own. They call well, they, call, they didn't call her though. So like they gave her her break she needed for Christmas. But did she need a break? First of all, can we talk about what she was wearing when they exited for vacation <laughs> and how good she looked? She looks. She just looks flawless. Like there's oh, there's mm. there's only one way to describe to Rebecca: noted. flawless. Mm-hmm. Needed to be noted. Um, but they go on this vacation, and I want to point out because I did mention how much I love continuity. <laughs> Eve was named Eve because she was born on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. No one said happy birthday to her. No one mentioned that it was her birthday. No one. She went on vacation on her birthday and had a meh time. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe she doesn't care about her birthday no more. They should care. It was her birthday. <laughs> they had a, they had more, you know, pressing matters to deal with. <laughs> I guess. I mean, maybe Flynn said happy birthday behind closed doors. That's all I'm going to say. I hope so. He better have given her a birthday gift. Yep. You know what I mean. Yep. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, excellent. That was the first episode, unless there's something you would like to make sure we touch upon from episode uh, three. I just looked that the mom was Australian as well. Like well, the of course. first continuity. Because, like, all the. I halfway think. Because we didn't hear Mercy talk, and maybe she just couldn't do the accent. I don't know. Um, but I appreciate it, like that continuity. Yes, I agree. His family all being Australian was nice. Um, it would have been interesting if one of them hadn't been. 
It would have been like, well, where is that from? Well, that's what I'm like, because Mercy didn't say a word the entire, like, she just shook her head a lot and she just glared. Didn't she freak out about the ghost? Screaming. I can't, I can't tell your accent by your scream. Oh, I can. Okay. <laughs> she got more skills than me. Yeah. Let's take a minute to thank our fans for tuning in. Thank you so much for being here. We're so happy to be back. Uh, with a new season, I want to take this moment to tell you about iTunes. That's right. We're on iTunes. Yay. <laughs> so I suggest you subscribe on iTunes. That way you don't miss a single episode. I'm talking while pulling up reviews. So that's why I'm still talking. Um, if you like us, you can give us five stars. And if you don't like us, you can give us four stars because the other stars, they are broken. Stars one through three, broken. I broke them. Ooh. They're not getting fixed. Five stars if you like us, four if you don't. And if you don't, I highly suggest explaining yourself. (laughs) Not because I will come after you, because I won't. I'm lazy. But because then we'll know how to improve. That's my suggestion. We have a review. Yay! (laughs) Um, This is a five-star review from our good friend, Lana Vase, who says, Good to hear slash see you again. Agreed. Um, the change in the start date for the show took me by surprise. Of course, John Noble will return. Yay. The show needs more old, more, sorry. This show always needs an evil old guy to beat up. I like where your head's at, because that seems to be what we have, right? With Prospero, yes. with, um, with Duloc. Oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> old evil dudes. I like it. <laughs> Don't forget A-Pope. Yeah. And while Apep turned out to be a handsome young man. That is true. Um, Also, we got a comment on YouTube that I need to call out because last week we were discussing the opera and we got a note um, from Head Slap who says the opera they were singing was the Magic Flute by Mozart, specifically Queen of the Night. Um, Thank you for this information. I'm assuming you're correct. So thank you. (laughs) Oh, somebody said in the chat... You forgot that St. Nicholas was also on Leverage. St. Nicholas was also on Leverage. Yeah, I did an episode of Leverage. If I want to say I remember the season correctly. I definitely remember there were Christmas episodes, but the Leverage had Like, no just magic. a different character. Like, uh-huh. technically, I'm saying, we're saying just he did both. Mm. And Devlin brought him back. Mm. And brought him back. You're saying Stephen Weber was on. Or, no. Are um, we talking way, about Bruce? The way they wrote it? Yes, Bruce Steve Campbell, Weber. Stephen Weber. All right. Possibly. I believe you. Let's talk about And the Silver Screen, written by Mr. Noah Wiley. Here's the thing. When you write an episode for yourself, and you're the main character, and you have yourself kissing the other main character a lot, I'm like, girl, you're not lying. You're not, like, scamming anybody. We see this. You've written. (laughs) And then they kiss. And then they kiss. And the fade out. (laughs) And then they kiss. I was like, Mr. Noah Wiley, she is a married woman. I mean, he got to do what he got to do. He's playing yeah. course. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So we have this great episode where we're looking at the three different movies, the noir, the Western, the sci-fi. As someone who studied genres, I love the idea of these very specific genres and us playing within them. Um, I definitely went through a noir phase where I watched a ton of noir movies and I was I like, yes, noir. this is so good. Double Indemnity mm. is for me the best film noir. Mm. Interesting. It's a good one. Good one. Did you disagree? I, I don't I don't know that I have a favorite. Um, but I loved that we got to jump into these. I like the idea that our characters got pulled into them. What a fun, <laughs> fun adventure. Um, did you did you have a, a 
favorite? I really want to know what the story of the Western was. I'm going to be real honest. I mean, uh, besides singing Westerns, uh, um, I really would love to know that plot. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, I agree with you because, of, like, here comes Lacey and she's just like, she doesn't miss and she gets all the guys and then they, they run away and they get ambushed. And then let's go into the poop shack. Like, what? <laughs> I need to know how that finishes a little bit now. Like, I, I need, like, an answer. And also, they were so colorful. Compared to everyone else. <laughs> yes. Right? Like, all the other um, characters in that movie were wearing, like, just muted colors. And they were wearing bright, vibrant colors. And I love Lindy Booth in the with the shotgun in that adorable little dress with the pigtails. Oh, my gosh. I love the cowboy girl hat because I'm a sucker for a Western. It was so fun. I, th- I thought that movies were super fun. Um, and I like that we got to see... Because, you know, The Christmas Thieves was more focused on... Um, our lits and now this one was more focused on our librarian and yeah. guardian so I really like to see like the separate yeah it kind of reminds me of I'm gonna say leverage of season five when it was you know the father mother parent and then all the kids in mm. the next episode and obviously I love the fact that Christian Kane sung because I am obsessed with his voice <laughs> that was the best part of the western for me it totally felt like that was another one where I was like no Wiley just was like mm, we're gonna make him sing and, like, as he's, like, fighting in the mm. film noir, he's, name, and that's me. That was great. <laughs> I loved it. So good. Um, and then we get into the sci-fi, and it felt like a classic. Oh, my gosh. Classic sci-fi. It uh, was so overdone. Like, I give him props for just writing it because he got everything spot on. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like he took the genres and just turned them up to 11. He was like, how does this genre work? Okay, and if I'm going to make fun of it, yup, we're doing this. Uh, it was okay. great. I always forget the guy, like his name, because I've loved him ever since Phil on, the F- Phil on the Future on Disney mm-hmm. Channel. But he was in the Western and he was Dradoc in the sci-fi. Uh, he also was the waiter in the noir. That was him? Yeah. I, like, I was like, where was? why was he not in the film noir? I feel like I totally missed He was it. in all three of them. I loved it. So watching this, uh, I was watching with my roommate, who you all know is Tari. Um, he uh, definitely was like, it's him. He's the magic because he's the one in the three. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to be honest. If it's him, I would absolutely accept that he did this because he was bummed that he was in the movies, but no one seems to care. I've, I actually thought it was the lady that Cassandra talked to earlier. It was just too coincidental. The older lady? Yeah. Mm. Played by Miss Margaret Avery, which yeah. I am obsessed. And thank you so much. We we applaud you and, you know, bow down to your presence because <laughs> you're flawless. Um, but I, I legit thought it was her. I'm just like, the way she's popping up, she's like, I need to finish the movie. I want to see it. Like, mm-hmm. there's just the coincidence for me. I agree. I think also guest star Gloria Rubin was there. And I think <laughs> that that is definitely, I was like, mm, uh, I have some, I, I think it's her. I think it's her. Um, and so the moment where they're over by the typewriter and the magic identifier machine <laughs> goes off, she was there and I was like, it's not the typewriter, it's her. It's not the typewriter, it's, <laughs> it's her. Not the um, and I'm sad that it wasn't her. But I do love the way that this episode played out, that they followed the script. Love that they followed the script. Because I also was like, when they're shouting for hours and I like that Noah Wiley wrote himself to be like throwing a hissy fit. Yeah. Um, that they were like, oh, we got to follow the script. I was like, yeah, duh. <laughs> Even like, I'm not a librarian. I don't know the protocol, but I would assume, <laughs> right? I would assume the way out of the movie is to, is to finish it. 
Because if you keep banging yourself against a wall, mm-hmm. all you're going to get is a headache. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Nicely put. Thank you. I try. <laughs> so the idea that they were uh, running through the script, and then when they realized they had to detective it and figure it out, which I appreciated. Um, I appreciated that that wasn't the way out. But then I was like, are we really about to watch this whole thing again? No, it's in Fast Forward. Oh, that part was awesome. I was like, thank you for not drawing it out. <laughs> Except for we got to see like specific points, yeah. such as the kiss and fade to black. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Wiley. Just why the face of... I understand because it's film noir and it's the 40s right, statue, I, but... No, so he... So funny when he walks into that scene and he's like, oh, I know what this scene is. And then the, the jazz starts. And I was like, Does he, has he never seen noir? It's not going to happen. They're going to kiss and it's going to cut to the next <laughs> scene. Even I know this. And I'm looking forward to what's happening. <laughs> and then it faded to black. And then we hated the fade to black. <laughs> like we really did. But... It was funny because, you know, she's walking, you know, her search before she gets to the the big two giant inflatable rubber dinkies. And, you know, you see the girl crying. That was, and my mom was like, why are you showing me this unless it's important? Right, of course. So, and then I was like, okay, we we find out the reason behind why they're still in the film because it wasn't the correct ending. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, like, take the film noir back where film fatales are film fatales. They're not evil. Mm Mm-hmm. But they have a better purpose than her turning out to be the, you know, the villain. And right. the guy who actually is a bad guy is the villain. I I agree. I think it was really um, poignant when Cassandra points out, she's like, I did not see that coming. Because <laughs> no way were we leading towards that. No. So it was surprising, which is funny because through most of this episode, I went, she's going to be the daughter and she's going to be her real mom. <laughs> and it's, nope. Okay. Okay. I got this. <laughs> so Cassandra may have not seen it coming. But I did. I guessed it near, like right before they said it. Because at that point it was just like, if we're still in this movie and it's not because you wanted me to find a jewelry. Okay, so she said, Pearl, got you. daughter. Yep. Got you. I'm there with you. I would have been pissed too. You're talking about no kids. What you mean no kids? I got kids. The one you hiding from me. It's just also when he's shouting at her, he's like, you have no this and no that and no children. I was like, excuse me. Are you telling me that a woman who doesn't have children is not worth anything? I was ready to fight that man. Yeah. And then, but it's also that mentality of the 40s, too, mm-hmm. playing out. And then you, you, you watch that stuff, and you're just like, man, kind of, we're kind of glad film has got better over the years, even though it still has a long way to go for women. We appreciate the fact yeah. that they rewrote it to a better ending. Yeah. I, I agree that they rewrote it to the correct ending. Um, and when it said E. Daryl on the original script, I'm sitting there going, uh, <laughs> it's going to be Emily. Uh, it's <laughs> going to be Evelyn. Uh, Tari was like, it's going to be Edith. Uh, You're we just like, guessing we names. Like, it's guessing, but it's a female's name. We know for a fact that this is going to be written by a woman. And that's why he claimed to take credit for it. Which, you know, kind of how it happened. And oh. the, you know, the, what we're going in the world, this episode is just, I just love the symmetry <laughs> of the world outside of it and coming back into yeah, play. This, this season feels very uh, on point, <laughs> very <laughs> accurate, um, which reminds me, I'm going to take a minute. I'm sorry to disrupt this conversation. I'm going to have a little social justice warrior minute for a second. <laughs> okay, if you don't mind. <laughs> if you don't mind, uh, this little snowflake has something to say. Um I just think there were two moments, and maybe it was because the episodes were back-to-back that it felt more. Um, in the first episode, in 
uh, and the Christmas Thieves, we have this moment where Ezekiel kisses Cassandra and then goes to kiss Stone, and Stone freaks out, like, how dare my good friend show affection to me? And I felt that that was a little bit of an overreaction. And then in the second episode in End the Silver Screen, we have this moment when they move into the sci-fi where Ezekiel's wearing (laughs) lipstick and um, eyeshadow and Stone comes in and um, he's like, why am I still in the cowboy uniform? And he says, at least you're not wearing lipstick. And that felt a little transphobic to me. And I just feel like it's 2017. We should not be shaming boys for wearing lipstick. Boys can wear what they want. Girls can wear what they want. And let's just keep that in mind. That's been my moment. Sorry to bring <laughs> the mood down. It just, I needed to say it. It did stand out. I love Back all the people in the, the chat. They just like, they're like, I miss Leverage so much. Yeah, it was a great show. It's a great show for real. Librarians are good too, like it's by the same creator, like producer. So it, the feels are still there. It's still there. It's it's uh, you know we've had some people come back from Leverage, but it's a different show. It's a different. Yes. It's it's a different world, and we love it just the same. I love the fact that the library was one of the guys from Leverage because he's my favorite character, and I was just like, oh my god, why, you brought him back. He's the library. I was just like, my brain was going in overdrive for that one. You talk about last season. Or the season before. Yes, because... We are talking about season four. We're talking about season four. But I'm excited to see, like, who from Leverage might... From who's on that show who might be coming in this season as well. Because some of the guest stars have been from episodes of Leverage. And it's been great to see mm-hmm. them on The Librarians and seeing if they are evil or if they're not evil. Good points. Um, I really enjoyed both these episodes. I think it's crazy that Noah Wiley is doing double duty, triple duty, because he's also in the episodes. Yeah. Um, I love that he started directing, uh, you know, I think it was two seasons ago, and I, I'm really excited to see where it goes. Any final thoughts on the silver screen? Um, oh, question for you. Yes. So if you were stuck in a movie, your favorite movie, mm. what movie would it be? That's a hard question. Um, I don't know that I have a favorite movie, so I don't know that I could answer that. I love a lot of movies. It's It's the curse of being someone whose job is to watch TV and movies, is that I can't be like, this is my favorite all-time movie. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. It's a hard question. What about you? I'm the same way, except for I've been thinking about it. So <laughs> if I had to choose one, I would like to go in Babes in Toyland. Really? Um, the Drew Barrymore version. Okay. With Mr. Miyagi as the toy maker. Because uh-huh. I'm like, dude, you're Mr. Miyagi. So why wouldn't you go into a different movie with him? Oh, I guess I can do the next Karate Kid and I can be Hillary. <laughs> Good job. That'd be awesome. Way to think this through. I- I'm I'm thinking. No, I know, but I, I would love to go into this movie because this other guy from a different character, that's where I'd want to be. Well, if I was in Babes in Toyland, I can eat giant cookies and giant cakes and like probably not gain any weight, which would be awesome. That's like a perfect like, thing for me. And obviously running away from Barnaby and the evil creatures in the forest that are very creepy. See, I feel like if I were going to go into a movie, it would definitely be a movie where there is no villain. So like the most boring movie of all, because then... <sighs> There's no villain I could just enjoy myself, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we saw in this movie, Flynn, you know, felt it as we're trying to pull a bullet out of him. Although he had to say one line, the bullet pops out. He just couldn't figure that out. Babe, it's, it's just tickles. It tickle. <laughs> I, I don't even feel tickles or whatever. Um, <laughs> no, I, I see what you're saying. I love it. Um, I think it's time we head into predictions. Mm. Wow. 
prediction. <laughs> I realize everyone can hear me while I do this. Okay. Um, so in the promo for ne- one of next week's episodes, um, everyone is old. It's like the Fountain of Youth or the reverse the factor reverse, yeah. of Fountain of Youth. Like somebody stealing. I mean, technically, same thing as youth. If you're, you turn children into older people and even though the librarians are older, there's... Mm-hmm. They, you they're know, still young. They're still old. Like they get old. Like they get old, 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 old. Like even like her. Like the oh my gosh, the makeup and the headband. <laughs> I started laughing so hard because I'm just like, <laughs> girl, they set you up. <laughs> I um, you think it's gonna be the fountain of youth that we're gonna deal with, or like a reverse factor of that, like um, somebody stealing the youth, youth off of somebody. You mean kind of like... That, um, like Benjamin Button-ish? Oh. Right. But reverse? Like, or Jack-ish? Like Robin Williams? Yeah, yeah. Um, or it's kind of like the um, the episode The Steals of Fortune where Fortuna was stealing yeah. every, or was taking everyone's luck. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, because it was just like a flash of red light and then suddenly they're old. Yeah. So something is pulling whatever town they end up in mm-hmm. it's pulling like or the person needs it in their life i feel i mm, it could be it could be that someone's like taking the youth because they need it to live um it could also be uh that they just are it's like midasy where they <laughs> like instead of turning Touch. you to gold they just turn you old <laughs> that i would just love to so know Mida-y. who in lore would that be yeah I think that's one of the great things about the show is that we we learn the different uh, lores and we learn the different saints or um, holidays or you know magicy. Like this series, I didn't even know about Fortuna. That's what was interesting when I when last mm. week's episode. I was like, wait, there's a there's actually like a goddess of luck. Like I didn't even. Oh know yeah, that. I think you were saying earlier. There's a patron saint for anything. There's, there's- also a god of whatever. <laughs> Like there's a patron saint of vegetarian for the vegetarians, which I'm just still okay. Is there a patron saint for non vegetarians? Uh, probably, but I'm pretty sure like <laughs> on a car- like ha- carnivores or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like patron carnivores, like the meat lovers, right? Yeah, <laughs> I have. It's like such a big list from the A's to the Z's. Mm. I'm just fascinated by it. There's a patron saint for doctors and firefighters. All right, I was like, okay, that seems a little modern, but okay. <laughs> yeah, they they they're I don't know. I'll allow it. <laughs> so you think there might be a patron saint and or god uh and or fountain of youth that is stealing youth and making people old. Yeah. Or maybe like maybe it's an artifact. Like mm-hmm. but like a, like not like maybe not even a person, but an actual like object. Sure. I like the idea that they go to a town where they're like, everyone's all of a sudden old. Because, yeah, that's what happens in towns when people live there for a long time. <laughs> you wake up and go, wow, we're all old. And we're all on the yellow school bus. It might be interesting if it's not that everyone's turning old, but that time has passed. That might be an interesting Ooh, way. that would be that a nice That they just spin. haven't realized that, like, time has passed. I'd be pissed, though. <laughs> that would be That'd be interesting. What is the chat saying? Any predictions for next week? Um, there's uh the there was Billie Jean says Hebe. I'm hoping I say that right. Was the goddess of youth. It was believed that her, she has the ability to restore youth. Oh, mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. So maybe we'll see. I love the, like the Egyptian gods and goddesses like mm. having them come in because they're always so fascinating to me. But we already had Apep. <laughs> True. 
Um, but that was Egyptian, so Hebeb is Greek, mm-hmm. actually. Okay. Somebody just wrote, they're a Greek goddess. Sure. So we've had Roman, Egyptian, now we can add Greek. Sure. I will take it. I will take all of it. I love it. Um, I'm so excited for next week. Uh, but I have some news about next week. Not news and gossips. Don't hit that button. Um, <laughs> there will not be an after show next week. That's right. There is a holiday or something on Monday. And for whatever reason that affects the rest of the week, I cannot explain it because I am absolutely available next week to do this after show all week, any day of the week. I got nothing else. That said, there is no after show next week. So we will be back in January and covering three episodes at a time at that one time. And then I believe we're done with the twos at a time and we're back to one at a time. It's been a confusing season. (laughs) Hope you're catching up and following along. But so next week, not here. That said, I will be available to talk about it on the social. (laughs) Billie Jean says in the chat, y'all, don't forget the Doctor Who Christmas special. Girl, I know. I also just found out that there is an American Dad Christmas special. Very excited about that. Yeah, that's what I'm doing Monday. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to be getting paid. <laughs> until uh, next time, if people want to chat with you about librarians or leverage, um, where can they find you on the socials? Hey, guys, you can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. You want to spell that for people? Oh, my name is C-H-A-E-J-O-N-E-S. Excellent. Are you doing other after shows? I am. You guys, unfortunately, won't find me next week, but the week after, you'll find me at Marvel's Runaways. And guys, on the 9th, we have a very, I'm talking about big, the biggest special guest you could ever possibly imagine. For the finale. Um, Actually, we're going to do that, our finale, like a week later. Okay. But it's super special, though. Okay. I trust her. And this amazing lead host over here you can find me everywhere at yell teagle that's y-a-e-l-t-y-g-i-e-l that's twitter and instagram and other places as well <laughs> um and we will see you in january for three episodes again we're not here next week but i am available on social because <laughs> i'll be bored okay bye bye from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 